Well, what's up, everybody? I am so excited this week to be talking to y'all about a very important topic, and that is confidence. I was so inspired by this past weekend. I was in Nashville, my favorite city in the entire world, and was certainly around a lot of confident people, multi-multi-millionaires, the youngest of them being a 20-year-old. Blew my mind. So incredibly cool. But today I was actually inspired by an eight-year-old client of mine. I will tell you guys why her simple act of confidence, her simple art, and really just mentality of confidence blew my mind. And I think was some of the best advice I've ever received in my life. So can't wait for y'all to grow in your confidence today. One of the fundamental aspects, fundamental aspects of leadership and being a great communicator and eventually making a lot of money and winning your pageant. Let's dive right in. What's up, everybody? Today we are talking about one of my favorite subjects in the world, confidence. This is something that a lot of people probably don't know that I actually struggled with for an incredibly long time. I've always been a very extroverted, outgoing, wonderful, loving human. Just kidding. Um, I actually really struggled with walking in love towards other people because for a really long time I didn't love myself. That was an astronomically hard thing to get over until I was in about my sophomore year of college when I became Miss Nebraska. And that transformation was totally worth it, but was a really hard process because you guys have heard my story. Women bullied me my entire life and I found it very hard to trust people. And after I found it really hard to trust people, it actually turned inward and I found it very hard to then trust myself. And when you can't trust yourself, you can't trust others. When you don't trust others, a lot of times you end up, um, that ends up getting on the inside as well. So today I'm really excited just to break down confidence for you guys. Um, the definition of confidence, my definition of confidence, um, some, some major points of how you can become more confident. And I really just want to make this practical and simple. You guys can go on the internet. You guys can look up five steps to becoming more confident. Um, but I really wanted to just kind of take this at a different angle. And like I said in the intro, I was super, super inspired by actually an eight-year-old client of mine. She made me laugh my head off. Oh my gosh. Uh, My little eight-year-old and and another 14-year-old client literally made my sister and I almost pee ourselves earlier today. Like literally the funniest human being on earth. And just the simplicity, you guys, of how they don't take on the cares of this world. So often I think we, we go through life and I'm definitely a product product of this where I'll look at my to-do list or I look at my goals. And if my mindset is not on the right place and this weekend in Nashville really reminded me of this, if my mindset is not in the right place, then it's going to be very hard for me to believe that I can reach the goals that I actually can reach. But my, my head is telling me that I can't. Um, so the first thing that I want to say about confidence before we get into some funny stuff, and then I'll bring it back around The first thing that I really want to drive home is that you do have the ability to be confident. You know, you've heard the the quote from Thomas Jefferson that says, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. I 100% not just believe that, but that's, I'm calling that a fact, not even just an opinion. That's a fact because if you believe you're confident, it's proven that it becomes true. If you believe that you're not confident, it's proven that that becomes true. And if you believe that you can never become confident, which is like a whole different degree of disbelief. That's really sad. I don't know if y'all have ever like seen that on somebody. If you've ever literally been walking by somebody and the way that they walk, the way that they carry themselves, the way that they talk, the way that they make or don't make eye contact is extremely indicative of what's going on in the inside because there's shame attached or there's unworthiness attached. Um, Our level of 
confidence on the inside produces and, and manifests so many other things in our lives. And it's actually been studied over and over and over that the number one most um, enticing characteristic, if you will, connecting characteristic is confidence. They can take, that's how, um, and I mean this respectfully, I just don't really know how else to say this. That's how you get the stereotype, if you will, of like the ugly guy, if you will, with the super hot chick in the movies, right? Like, especially like nineties movies, late nineties movies, come on somebody. And they always wondered like, Oh, why didn't she pick the jock? You know, the, the Mr. Suave, super hot guy. And at the end of the day, it's because if there was somebody with a fantastic personality who would treat somebody right and had a good heart on the inside and carried a bit of confidence, you really can make up for some other things that maybe just weren't God given, you know? And I think that that is so cool because I think confidence we can wield like a superpower. And um, so often we look at our outward appearance or we look at the five pounds we gained over Christmas, you know, or whatever, or we just try and measure ourselves up against an unfair measuring stick, like totally unfair. And I know that I've done this. I used to wish that I was shorter. I used to wish that I could eat whatever I wanted and be skinny, which fun fact, I can't for all y'all who follow me on Instagram and think that I can. Um, it, I've had to work at my fitness and nutrition my entire life, cutting out gluten, you know, so long ago, which I just did an episode about with my eating disorder. And I've really had to fight for my goals and fight for my dreams. But I think what a lot of people don't know, and hopefully I can just help you in this short podcast today with a, a really simple mindset shift. Like I want you to analyze your thoughts. I want you to analyze, am I thinking confident thoughts? Am I being driven by, am I choosing emotions that are in alignment with my goals and my dreams? Or am I going through life every single day and I am focusing on all the ways that I don't measure up? I'm not refreshing my vision. I'm not reading over my morning formula for those of you who are my clients. I'm not reading over, um, I have this giant goals list, this giant poster board next to me for those of you guys who are watching. And um, it, it's it's big. It's I look at it every single day. I was reading over my morning formula today and the affirmations and um, the one of the pages of the morning formula is you look over your past triumphs and successes, which is really hard for a lot of my clients because they don't know how to be proud of themselves. And part of having a healthy confidence, part of being a leader, part of being a person of influence is being able to pat yourself on the back, not in a prideful way, not in an arrogant way, not in a too much way, but in a way where you're like, I worked my butt off to become who I am. And you know what? I'm proud of myself for that. Like I did not get here overnight. Maybe you're, you know, competing in a pageant that has swimsuit. You did not look like that overnight. You know how much sacrifice you had to give up? You know how much time and energy and money you had to invest to look like, talk like, walk like, and think like you look like, walk like, talk like, and think like? How dare you insult yourself by diminishing your value and thinking and, and saying that you just got there overnight? diminishing all the hard work that you have put in to get to where you are today. But how often do we specifically as women do that? How often do we wake up and tell ourselves that we're nothing, that we're undeserving of success, that it'd be totally okay if somebody just surpassed us who started competing and decided to compete three weeks ago? No, that should make you angry. You know, it doesn't mean you have to hate them. You know, they didn't do anything towards you, but, and they probably worked their butt off too, you know, whatever, whatever, there's tons of nuance. But I see so many girls who think that it's more humble to diminish themselves to a place where they're actually counting themselves out of success when they've spent months or years or decades dreaming about a certain dream. And I hate to see that. 
it is perfectly normal to be disappointed when something doesn't go your way. It's perfectly normal when you've worked your absolute butt off to achieve a dream. And then all of a sudden you realize that the judges were looking for somebody completely different than you that year. And you got first runner up or second runner up and you were just there and you're like, I literally don't know what I could have done to be more confident or to be better. And that's where we have to dig into our identity. That's where we have to dig into our greater vision, which I work on with all of my Interview Mastery Academy clients. It's so, so, so important. And I have a couple calls even this week with girls who have placed in the top five who they're just like, I don't get it. Like, I, I need you to tell me why I didn't win. And we'll talk about that, right? And there might be some nuance. There might be a couple things that, yeah, they could have found those 1% improvements. I'm, of course, only in control of the mindset and the interview and the onstage question, a little bit of branding um, in terms of other things, talent and fashion, what you wear, hair and makeup. I'm not in control of that. That's why I'm specifically an interview coach. So there's always, you know, your walk there, there are just different things that your evening gown, um, that can go into that overall approach, which is hard for me because I take it so seriously as a pageant coach. I take it so seriously as an interview coach. When, when my girls don't win, I, I feel like I don't win. Like I take it so personally, um, because I want every single girl to win and I know how much that they put the work in and, I was lucky enough to win both of my pageants, you know? And so I'm like, gosh, like, how do I get better as a coach? How do I get better as a leader? How do I get better as an operator, a developer? Like everything, you guys, I literally sit and mull over this for hours because I care so much about what I do and it bothers the heck out of me. But I wanna reverse this and I wanna put this back on your plate. I wanna show you guys that getting angry, having passion, having energy behind those emotions is healthy because it means that you care. And guess what? Confident people have a wide, wide, wide range of emotions that they feel. But the difference is that they don't allow that to seep into their identity. They're constantly focusing, okay, but what's my vision? What else do I want to do? What else am I good at? What am I in control of, right? They, they really monitor their thought life. They might allow themselves to have a pity party for a day or two days, you know, after their pageant. But after that, Guess what? I've had two of my girls in top five this week. I'm so proud I could cry. I had two of my girls who called me and they said, Coach Megan, I'm ready for my next move. I want to give you a call and I want to make a next plan for what I want to do. Pageants or in business and life, relationships, everything. When can you talk? And I said, that's my girl. That's my girl. Because they realize that their life is not over and that their worth was not in their achievements and they've taken time to properly mourn. I said, hey, take a week, you know, take a couple days and I'll talk to you then when you can process. And then I'd love to sit beside you. That's what a coach is for. That's what that's what Mama Megan, Coach Megan is for, to sit alongside of you and to help you say, but what's my next move? What's the next great thing that I am gonna do? And what is the next thing that I'm gonna be totally in control of to change the lives of other people, to make an impact? That's what pageant girls do. That's what confident women do. And so they are in control of that grieving period and they don't get stuck in allowing that to seep into their identity and then say, well, because I failed, I'm a failure. No, 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 honey. I was talking with a girl on the phone today as well who's coming to our mastermind, so excited about it, and she deals with some social anxiety. And by the end of our call, just a strategy call, which you guys can sign up for a free strategy call anytime. I always put it in the links below. Y'all can click on it, talk with me. We can figure out a game plan for your, your pageant experience or for if you want life coaching, you know, whatever. 
whatever. If you're starting a business, I'd love to help you. Um, and we were talking and she had social anxiety and she's coming to mastermind. And I said, I am so proud of you. By the end of our call, just working through a couple of her, um, a couple of things that she dealt, she deals with mentally on a daily basis. Um, and she's an Enneagram six, which is awesome because Enneagram sixes uh, try and think of everything. And they have a ton of stamina to like think through every possible obstacle in the world. I love hiring Enneagram sixes cause they catch all my mistakes, the spelling errors, the ways that the emails don't connect. I mean, everything, they are awesome. But oftentimes they also deal with uh, crippling anxiety and they struggle with quite a bit of fear. And so we were able to just rewire that in just a quick 45 minute session. I wasn't even her coach yet. I'd never met her before this call. And by the end, um, I said, you know, did you get something out of this before I even told her anything about our programs? That's always how I how I operate. And I always promise people, yo, if we're not the right people for you, somebody is, and I'd love to connect you with them. Cause at the end of the day, my goal is not to be your coach. My goal is for you to grow. And that matters way more to me. And she's like, I've already gotten so much out of this call. Like, please, please tell me what we can do. And so she ended up signing up for the mastermind and she's coming. And, and, uh, despite that fear, and I'm so freaking proud of her. So if you are listening, um, who is that woman, I'm so proud of you and I can't wait to hug you and meet you in person. Okay. So confident people, they control their mind. They control the amount of time that it takes them to get over things. And they they don't push things to the side. They don't say, oh, that doesn't happen to me because I'm confident and I'm faking it. Um, I went to an amazing mastermind this weekend and some of the most, the wealthiest people I've ever met in my life, like, like I'm talking like 500 milli, like literally ridiculous. And literally watched a 23 year old walk on stage who was making a million dollars a month who looked like freaking Point Dexter and you would never imagine in the world, like you'd see him in Walmart and you people would probably judge him. And I'm like, yo, he's making bank, like working so hard, oh, just so awesome. But everybody in the room, even though they made a crap ton of money and certainly more than me, <laughs> they were so humble. And they were literally the most giving, loving, like love to ask questions about other people, didn't talk about how much money they made, didn't talk about themselves. They wanted to know stuff about everybody else. And I was like, wow, that's confidence. That's confidence. That's the ability to not have to beat your chest and be the loudest person in the room, but you let your presence speak for itself. Oh, I could start crying, y'all. It impacted me so much compared to a mastermind I went to a couple weeks ago that was pretty much a bunch of alpha males beating their chest trying to be the loudest person in the room. And I was like, I don't really care if you make a ton of money. Like, I just don't even want to hang out with you. You exhaust me with your energy. Like, gross. No, thank you. Confident people are seated in the fact that they don't need to prove anything to anybody else. And they affirm their themselves and their own identity. So it gives them the freedom to actually be able to be normal and be humble and have this humble confidence that makes other people want to gravitate towards them. It makes other people want to ask them questions. It makes other people want to know who they are and where they came from and how they got there and how they became the person that they are. That's the kind of confidence that we as pageant women, we as entrepreneurs, we as goal seekers, uh, goal getters, leaders are pursuing. That's what I'm pursuing every single day is I wanna know more about you. And then cool, if you ask me about me, yeah, I hope that I can say something inspiring, encouraging, and being vulnerable about my journey, not just the payoff. I always tell people what makes a good movie is that you watch the whole thing. It's not like you just watch the end. If you just watch the end, you have no buy-in. You have no, you don't care. Um, I don't care about the heroine if I don't know her story. I don't care about the hero if I don't know his story, right? Yeah, cool, You might be, you might have a pretty face, but I don't actually care about I don't know your story, right? So we have to be vulnerable with our story and be real with our story. And I think people who are falsely confident or falsely humble just want to share like humble brag. And that's what I think a lot of people are afraid of even of like 
sharing their story, sharing their triumphs. Um, when there's a proper vulnerability and somebody truly is seated in their identity and doesn't believe that anybody else has the power to take their confidence from them, it's just like they're like a beacon of light. There could be a dark room and you're going to gravitate towards that one person who's the real deal. And I can tell you, I've been to a lot of masterminds. I've been to a lot of like events and stuff with very wealthy people. And uh, the friends that I always go with, we, we just laugh. It's like a thing now. Um, we will always meet the one or two people that we, we needed to meet, even in a sea of a bunch of alphas that were like, Ugh, the ones beating their chest like monkeys. Like we literally will meet the one or two people who are super cool and we're like, wow, this made it all worth it because they're the real deal. They're super cool. They're humble. And I want to know everything about them. They didn't have to say anything. And I'm just like, yo, I want to know everything about you. You have the ability to harness that kind of power within you. It does not matter where you start. Start reading books. Start listening to podcasts. Don't just listen to my podcast. Listen to everybody's podcast. Like seriously, eat the hay, take the good, spit out the bad. Like that's why I literally have like 19 books around me constantly, because I believe that when you become a confident leader, you realize that you know nothing. Like I realize, and I'm like, dude, I know nothing. Like I, I frustrate myself every single day. I was just on a phone call before this. Cause I was like, yo, I want to know more. I want to know how to be a better leader. I'm, I feel frustrated that I can't work more efficiently. I feel frustrated that I can't be a better leader for everybody else around me. I feel frustrated that I can't guarantee that every single dang girl of mine wins because I want them to, because I love them so much. And God has grown my heart to be such a heart of love. And I'm like, I feel out of control when everybody can't win. But that's not my job, right? My job is to keep empowering every single second that I can and keep growing because when I grow, then all y'all are going to get the runoff of that. And I want that to be a never ending flow. So anyways, per usual, I, this was not linear at all. So hello, welcome to the powerhouse podcast. And, um, let's backtrack. And now instead of starting, we're going to end with this. Um, here's the actual definition of confidence in case anyone cares. The actual definition of, co of confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on something or some, or something and firm trust. I think a lot of times people don't take this into account of like, yo, that person, that thing needs to be you. First of all, it needs to be God. And then it needs to be you because when you have belief and faith in God, it's a series of thoughts that you think over and over and over and over and over. That's how you make something a belief. Um, but the reality is when you have a foundation of faith, you ain't going to be shaky. So if you don't have a foundation of faith, that might be why you're kind of shaky. And if you have a foundation of religion and legalism, which is just doctrine and rules with no actual spirit, that's still going to be kind of empty and good luck with that blessings to you. But you might want to hop on the faith train, which is full of life and life more abundantly and love and grace and peace and mercy, which I don't know about you, but I need that like every day. And, uh, that's how I build my confidence. I'm like, yo, I got somebody who's never going to leave me or forsake me and lives on the inside of me. That's pretty cool because there are days when I'm moody and don't feel good or my stomach hurts or I'm a little bit testy with people and I need the love shed abroad in my heart to not call people stupid to their face. Just kidding. Am I? Anyways, <laughs> so there's my little rant. Um, second definition, the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Again, what did I just rant about? And third, a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Yeah, because if you become a reader and then a leader and you're good at something, that should produce a sense of self-assurance because if you know that you can beat everybody on the court, go dunk on them in Jesus' name. Okay, here's what we're going to end with. I think I gave you like one point, but it had like 47 and a half sub points. So there's my take on confidence. Okay, 
I, the reason why this inspired me is because A, like I said, I was around the most confident humans on the face of the planet this weekend, but also humble. And I was like, yo, teach me everything about you. Let me inside your brain. I'm amazed. Awesome. I love being the dumbest person in the room. It's my favorite thing in the world. But then today, my 14 year old client and my eight year old client literally made me laugh so incredibly hard that I almost beat myself. So, okay. Um, here is what I said. So we were, we were doing some questions back and forth. We we're doing some mock and the simplicity of a child's confidence. Amazing. Okay. So I, I was, I was chatting with her and I said, okay, so let's talk about bullying. Have you ever dealt with bullies? She's eight. Okay. I said, have you ever dealt with bullies? And she just goes, you know what? No, no, I haven't. That was it. That was the answer. And I was like, okay, yeah, the confidence. We love it. I'm pretty sure she's an eight. She's an eight. So I was like, my fellow eight girl, yes. Conquer the world, Beyonce, yes, love it. Um, and I was like, okay, calm down. She's not your kid, but that will be my kid. So yeah. And then I said, okay, so so um, how are you gonna, like, if, have you ever seen bullying? And she goes, oh yeah, I've definitely seen it. I was like, you are eight. This is hilarious. And then I said, okay, so last question. I said, if you were to see bullying in school, how would you handle it? She goes, well, first of all, I would talk to a teacher and I would tell her what happened. And then second of all, I would tell my principal and I would tell him what happened. And then third of all, I would go directly to the person who was bullying and I would tell them to immediately stop because that's not okay. And I just was so inspired by this. You guys, this might not mean anything to you, but the, the surety that she spoke and how she didn't even like, she didn't even miss a beat for a second. Here she is an eight-year-old talking about the depths of bullying, clearly having seen this at school. And she's just like, oh no, well, I would walk right up to her and I would just say something and then I would tell them to stop because it's not okay. Like how often do you guys as fully grown adults have things that pass you by that are not okay? And you're too afraid, or should I say not confident enough to share your voice. And you're allowing these voices of unsurety. Well, what if I sound stupid? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I'm too bold? What if I'm too quiet? What if they think this? What if they think that? I have, comp I have, I have conversations with wonderful, wonderful women every day of how they are terrified to say, quote, say the wrong thing. And my question to them and my question to you is always this. What is the right thing? Please define it to me. Because you, if you have unearthed this magical truth, this wonderful, supernatural, superstitious truth about what the magical it is, that is the right thing, please tell me. Because I want to know. But unfortunately, every single time I ask, the answer is the same. And it's, oh, well, I've never thought of it that way. I mean, I don't really know, but I'm just afraid that it would be wrong. To which I ask, well, if there isn't a right and you can't define it, why are you spending the entirety of your day and all of your energy worrying about whether you are going to miss a target that you can't even elicit what, where, or who the target is? And once we just reframe that, confidence, a huge part of confidence is reframing the questions that you're asking yourself. Maybe this is point number two. Reframing the questions that you're asking yourself. Instead of asking yourself, what if I say the wrong thing? What if you tell yourself there is no right thing? Or what if I say the right thing? Or what if this time I was closer to the right thing? What if this time I said something amazing? When you solve for X, you're going to get Y. 
when you solve for A, you're going to get B, right? So don't try and solve for X and expect to get B, whatever I just said. Y'all get me. Math. So what I'm saying is so often we're asking ourselves the wrong questions and then we're really frustrated that our mind is on an endless loop trying to solve for something that's really negative when instead we could just take our power back and understand that we have the power to ask the questions that we want to ask and that you can get the answers that you want to get, right? Like I could ask myself, why don't I know how to delegate better? Or I could ask myself, how do I delegate better? And those totally give me different emotions. They give me different spiralings of different thoughts. They're building different um, neuropeptides in my brain. They're building different kinds of connections. One's positive and one's negative. One starts to solve, one starts to worry. Bing, 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 bing. This will change your life. Seriously, did I help you today? I would love for y'all in closing to give us a five-star review if this has helped you and if you haven't done it yet. Please, please, please. It would mean a lot to me. It helps us reach more people. We are having people every single week now, you guys, finding us, booking strategy calls because they found the podcast and that's because you guys are reviewing and writing um, awesome five-stars, five-star reviews. So I'd really appreciate you taking literally 20 seconds to do that. Um, And in closing, I would like to tell you a couple really funny things that kids say. I don't know why I find children the most hilarious human beings on earth. I think it's because they're blunt honesty and that's the way that the good Lord made me is for blunt honesty. And so kids and old people just say things that my heart of hearts wants to say more than anything in the world, but I can't because A, culture, PC, and B, the internet. Um, And I have goals and dreams to be influential. And so I need to shut my mouth. But anyways, Uh, This is some really funny stuff. So we're going to read something. This is from a blog of very confident children, um, very confident children from a teacher. And she just um, talks, she just writes down the things that she hears in her elementary school. Okay. First one from my lovely five-year-old at lunchtime. I think my stomach's broken. I'm still hungry. Same girl, same. Number two, blunt honesty. Appreciate it from anonymous six-year-old. I love the sound of no one talking. Wow. Love an introvert. Number three, it's Friday. I don't have to pretend to like you tomorrow. To a teacher from a loving eight-year-old. Next, something that I think we all, we all can resonate with. Sometimes when I get mad, I go to my room and whisper bad words. Love an anonymous five-year-old. Two more. So the more you sneezed, the more blessed you are? A loving question questioning seven-year-old and the best one bring us home Sophia the seven-year-old probably my future daughter who will question everything and then make a lot of money Sophia the seven-year-old bring us home quote to her teacher you have a lot of friends with the last name tinder (laughs) ah I lost it I don't know if y'all find these super funny but I used to watch that show, Kids Say the Darnest Things, and literally cry laughing. So take a note of confidence from these magical children. Take a note of confidence from your inner voice. Cut down the amount of time that you are taking to be critical. Move forward and understand that you have to believe that you can be confident and start to move towards it. Ask yourself the right questions. And I promise y'all that you will find yourself being a more confident version of yourself. Last but not least, Mastermind is coming up May 27th to 29th. Grab last minute seats. I think we have five spots left, five spots left. It's going to be an amazing time, y'all. The girls that are coming from literally Washington to New Jersey to Texas to Florida to today, 
We signed up. We're also Oklahoma. We signed up today. Nebraska. We have every, people come from all over the place. Do not miss out. We only take three girls per state. It's going to be the greatest time. It's going to transform your mind. It's going to transform your pageant, everything, your walk, the way you talk, current events, the way you think. I am going to rewire your mind. You will walk out of there a different person. Mastermind details are below, or you can book a, book a mastermind strategy call if you are interested, and we'll tell you some more info. Um, with that, we'll see you guys next week. Love y'all. Hey guys, Coach Megan here. And again, welcome to season three. I'm so happy to have you here. Please, a couple things I wanted to just say, share this with a friend that you know needs to hear this today. Um, we give out this free information all the time because I'm so passionate about lowering the barriers to entry for women to be successful in pageantry, but also to grow themselves as transformative leaders that know their identity, are great communicators, leaders, and also are initiating and engaging in their calling. So with that, one thing I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of is a brand new program that we beta launched last fall called the Interview Mastery Academy. And there's nothing like it on the market in the pageant industry. And as a competitor and a coach, somebody who's gone through this and been in your shoes several times, I created this because there was a hole in the market. And I am here as a coach and as a person who loves women's empowerment to fill those gaps and see those problems and provide solutions for you guys. And so this is an eight-week course that is not just pageant coaching, although it will transform your communicative ability as well as your leadership. It's also going to transform you as a person. We get down into the nitty gritty about your mindset, your your different personalities, your core values, your style, your social media. I teach you how I built a six-figure company online, specifically through Instagram. We go through everything from your platform to your paperwork to on-stage question to the advanced questions framework. We handle everything. It is all-encompassing, you guys. I even have 2,000 practice questions as well as timed mock interviews and a national-level packing list. I have truly put everything on the inside of this academy and we'd be honored to have you be a part of it so how you can get involved is at the end of every episode you guys can dm us on instagram you can email us info at powerhousepageantry.com or the easiest way is just to click the link in the show notes no matter where you're listening and we'll send you right on to be able to access either a one-on-one strategy call with me personally a free 30-minute call or if you're ready right, right to sign up you can just tell us and we'll give the information to purchase it is something that will absolutely positively transform your entire entire life guaranteed and I've created it as a total replacement for one-on-one coaching so that through the craziness of life and the busyness of your schedule you can ensure that you have everything necessary to be successful in pageantry but on your own time and on your own terms so if you'd like more information click the link in the show notes or email info at powerhousepageantry.com and a member of our team will make sure that you are taken care of and with that I love you guys so much thanks so much for listening make sure that you are following us on social media at powerhouse pageantry and at Megan underscore Swanson. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.